Hello everybody and welcome to Raining Diapers and Tears. My name is Andy and I'm going to introduce my beautiful wife Nicole. Hi. Welcome to our podcast. We're making our first episode now. Hopefully we can make an episode a week or at least once a month. I'm going to try to do maybe one a week. Yeah, we're going to aim once a week. But so the reason we're making this podcast is because we are new parents and especially with all this time we have with COVID, we want to share our experience and we actually have a couple friends that gave birth recently. So hopefully we can have some guest appearances from them on the show and uh, just talk about our experience. Yeah, so this whole parenting thing is a new journey and we've been learning a lot and there have been lots of funny times. So we figured it might be fun to share those too. We've actually been talking to a lot of friends, too, that are planning on becoming pregnant in the future, and they've asked for our, I don't know, I guess our story, and they've had questions for us about what it's like, um, how much our life has changed since the baby, well, really during pregnancy, then after delivery. So we'll have some of those people on, too, maybe get some laughs out of them. Just want to be able to answer their questions and any questions that anyone listening has. You know, we'll try to share insights as newbie parents. So definitely not expert advice, but... (laughs) Yeah, but we're learning, doing the best we can. It's definitely frustrating at times. Even tonight, I had a hard time feeding the baby with the bottle. He's being a little poopy head. So I guess we'll just get right into it, right? Yeah. So the first thing we wanted to talk about was how we met each other and just basically our journey before the baby arrived. Just give you guys a little bit of a background of who we are and, you know, just our story. Yeah, so we live in New York. Nicole grew up in Connecticut and we met at college through mutual friends and um, basically just took off from there. We started going on dates and then... Yeah, and actually, technically the first time I met Andy, he was going on a date with one of my good friends who was also my neighbor at college. So that's an interesting way that we met. Obviously, their relationship didn't work out. He went on a couple dates with her and I don't know. I guess when he met me for the first time, he thought that he was going on a date with the wrong person and here we are. That's true. I was going on a date with Nicole's roommate, and when I saw Nicole working on her computer in the little lounge area, I was like, okay, that's going to be my future wife. Not really thinking that it was a possibility, but here we are. Yeah, and then um, we met through her and another mutual friend, and then he actually came to my house for like a barbecue thing that I had with like a bunch of people. And that whole night, he was, like, wooing me, trying to, like, get me to go on a date with him. He kept calling me his future wife and, like, kissing my hand and everything. And who knew that here we are yeah, but nine I could years tell, later. But I could tell Nicole was a little starstruck, though, because she would just kind of stand back and just stare with that, like, look in your eye. So, or look in her eyes. And then... um there was i don't know if i should talk about this or not i think there was an opportunity to hook up with another girl that night but nicole kind of planted her flag and i don't know it was like what four to five hours of straight making out and then we went on a date so that's pretty much it definitely wooed her though for sure i did a lot of driving from work to her house, back to where I live to go to dinner, driving her back home, dropping her off late at night at like midnight, driving lots, back home, lots of waking up at like six in the morning. Yeah. So 
it all paid off, I guess. So then we dated for a while. I think we got engaged after, what, seven years? Yeah. Six years? Yep. We got engaged. We, um, Andy recreated our first date, and that's how he proposed to me. Yeah, I think she was catching on towards some parts of it, though, right? Well, I, I, I started thinking, oh, maybe this is happening because every, like, stop in our date, Andy was, like, taking pictures. I'm like, why is he taking yeah. a picture, mm-hmm. like, every step of the way? And it's hard to, like, conceal your excitement, too. And then also you're, like, messing with the ring in your pocket and you're trying not to drop it and you're trying not to, like, I don't know show your hand a little bit but you're excited and you just want to make it memorable and also document the night but not let the secret out either way got the job done and then the biggest surprise was we booked a hotel in the city that we live and i had all of our friends and family and my friends and family come and surprise us and there's a little bar area in the hotel so when we came down the elevator to go out to dinner that night everybody surprised us and we kind of hung out with them then had a good time going out later yeah so it was a really awesome surprise on top of, you know, the other surprise earlier in the day of the proposal. For our wedding, it was the best day ever. It was like everything that I could have imagined growing up. Like, you know, I think girls think about it more than guys do. But, you know, it was great. My in-laws did like such a great job putting it together and helping us. And my parents did such a great job like contributing and helping. And yeah. they like our parents together all, you know, her dad, my dad, my mom, her mom, everybody together. Like, it was awesome. And then our friends made it, like, such a party, you know? Like, they killed it on the dance floor. Like, the DJs came up to us afterwards, and I'm sure they say this to every couple, but it really felt like they meant it when they were saying it to us, that it was, like, the greatest party they've been to, and people were literally on the dance floor from start to finish, like, a party, too. Like, not just a couple couples. Like, people were out there packed on the dance floor, I mean, our bridal party was how many? I think like 20 people or something. Because yeah. you had like 12 or something. At 13, at 13 groomsmen, which almost ruined I the wedding. Yeah, which I had to like give years of my life to. Like, I don't know to who that went to, but to somebody to be able to get 13 groomsmen. I just have a lot of friends that mean a lot to me. And then I had four best men, my cousin, and then um my like lifelong friend that I grew up with that's more of a brother to me than two of my other friends that have been my best friends through school. So uh, it's hard to like, you know, draw a line to cut people, I guess. But um, whatever, Nicole was really nice letting me have the groomsmen and the best men and, you know, her uh, bridesmaids, they were awesome. And I think that our wedding was like definitely one of like the crazier parties yeah, it was so it was definitely stressful planning a wedding while going through like, you know, a rigorous masters program. But um but the day was like I don't think could have been any better than what it was. Like it was just perfect and it was just so much fun. Like we had a party bus and it was just so fun with everybody on yeah there. with all those people in that party bus the ac like couldn't handle it it was and like a 
sauna. <laughs> and our wedding day it was I swear it was like the coldest day in June yeah. that yeah. year of 2018. I swear it was the coldest day, <laughs> which we were actually thankful for. All the guys were thankful for that they wouldn't be sweating through their suits taking pictures. Yeah. But um, we partied so hard on yeah, that bus, everybody that was dying. Bus was so hot yeah. even though it was like 60 degrees yeah, outside. It was such an awesome day. But it was just such a fun time. Yeah, yeah, it was it was a it's really like great hard day. to like go back and think on things without this baby being in your life, even though it's only been two months and we've just been home because of COVID. But like you think back and it's like hard to remember when it was just the two of us and we mm-hmm. weren't able to come home and just go to sleep or like come home and just like watch something on the couch and fall asleep on the couch and it's just crazy how time flies. And yeah, we got after our house grad school right before the wedding. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah and the house it's pretty interesting because the house we ended up buying was the house i grew up in so we bought it for my mom and then we did a lot of renovations so it kind of feels like a new house even though it's something i'm very familiar with but that all came pretty fast after our wedding pretty much like a month before we got married right we bought the house yeah yeah i think it was just a couple months before yeah and with the house came all the animals, a cat that belongs to my sister, and a dog, and another cat that I pretty much was growing up with at the time, or living with at the time. So we had a some, pretty, yeah. A pretty full house. Yeah, already. we had some life forms here that we had to take care of and feed and water. So we had a little introduction of just us being in the house trying to like nurture something. <laughs> Very different from a baby, though, as we quickly yeah, learned right. recently. But yeah, then after the wedding, we did all these renovations in the house. So, and, you know, I said to Andy, I'm like, well, it would be nice to have at least like one year married together, living together, because we really didn't live together before we got married. So, um, so I thought it would be nice for us to have at least one year together before we even thought about having a baby. Which I recommend living with somebody before you get married to them, not because (laughs) there's anything wrong with how we did it with our relationship, but um, once you're married, you know you're married and you also have to learn how to live with somebody. So you got to like divvy up who does what, when if you do that before you get married, it's kind of like you build that into your relationship, I guess. And when you're married, it's like you already know how it is to live with each other. I don't know. I don't even know why I'm saying any of this. It's not, it doesn't really (laughs) apply to us at all. And I feel like everybody listening will think it does, but yeah, I don't know. I know a lot of people these days live together before they get married, but, um, I felt like it worked for, for us though. Yeah, no, it did. We didn't have any major issues, which like a lot of times that does happen. Even if you do live with somebody, sometimes after getting married, all of a sudden things are different for that couple. Right. Well, a lot of people say the tell is to go on vacation with somebody. And if you guys can get along on, can get along on vacation, then it's a good sign that you can live together. Which but I, also, I don't know how true that is. Yeah. I don't really understand that too much because honestly, I don't know how you could like not be having a good time together on vacation. Like, yeah, well, I think That's, it's just like the time. If you go away for like three or five days to resort, it's probably not going to be. I mean, I guess it could. I think it's if you go away to Europe, like we travel like to Europe together. Yeah, and you spend two weeks with each other. 
and like the novelty of being away and in a new place kind of starts to fade towards the end of the vacation. And if you don't get tired of each other, you're still having like a good time just being with that other person. It's usually a good sign that you can kind of weather any storm. Yeah, yeah, that makes more sense. But we've never really had any issues like that, thank God, knock on wood. But, um, right, so we got married, and then we wanted to wait a year at least before we had kids, and we did travel. Nicole, which I'm sure you're going to hear a million times, because I do every day, is Portuguese. So we went to Portugal, and I am Italian and German, and I have a lot of family in Germany, which she hasn't met. She met a few of them before this trip, but I wanted her to meet the whole family. So the year before... We had our baby last year. We went to Germany, and she got to meet my family, which lives in this small town. It's really cool. Everything is about like community there. So they have a band. They always have these music fests and Oktoberfest and sports fest. So she got to experience that, and um, I'm happy that she got to meet them, and they seem to really enjoy your company. So that was great. And then we traveled to Portugal, where Nicole's parents have an apartment, and she has a lot of family there as well. And it's just amazing how short of a flight it is, but how completely different the two countries are. And like, Mm -hmm. it was cool. And we did travel with another couple. So that was fun to be able to do at least once before you're kind of tied down with the kid. Like, I always enjoy going away with another couple just because it's, I don't know, it's something fun. Every night you guys can go out and get drinks or whatever. It just adds another element to going away. Yeah, and I think that's something we didn't really do too much during the like, seven years we were dating before we got married like we went on vacations we would go on a vacation like every year together but I don't think we really I think no we never got on a plane with another couple yeah I think 2019 was like the only time where we went with another couple so it is fun kind of adding that into the mix just having people to be away with so what we got back from Europe in like July right yeah I think it was July yeah then a couple months went by, and I think around October, September, October, we started to like toy around with the idea of maybe starting a family. And um, I think I was probably the first one to, to suggest it. I think we had already like spoken about it. I mean, even before we got married, we both knew, we always knew that we both wanted to be a parent one day. So that was something that wasn't really, you know a surprise to either of us but I think we seriously started talking about it sometime last summer early fall yeah um, I think we started talking before the fall and then kind of planned it out like all right we can start trying it this time um yeah and actually Andy well Andy's a little older than me so I, he you know wanted to get started Right, so I am 31 right now, so, you know, I just, I can retire from my job at 55, and I'll have 55 and 30 years for full retirement, and um, I definitely don't want to do any more years than I'm absolutely required to do, so I knew, I don't know that the clock was ticking, but um, you figure I'm 31 now. It's only really 24 years away, so I would like to have kids at least be at the age where they're outside of college by the time I'm retiring. So I don't know if that really had too much to do with it, but it's just nice to have kids, I feel like, when you're younger, now that I'm over 30. Yeah, and that was that was something that I always wanted to. I always wanted to have, like, 
at least one kid before I turned 30 um, or have at least one kid by the age of 30 was kind of my goal because my parents are both young. They were in their 20s when they had me um, and I kind of like the age gap that we have now. So that was something that I knew I wanted was to be a younger parent and not wait too long. Yeah, so anyway, so and then we get back from Europe, and now it's the end of summer, beginning of fall. We start toying around with having a kid, like actually physically trying, like the act of yeah, having like a kid. Actually, yeah, trying and planning it out. Um, it was funny. Andy wanted to start trying sooner than I did, and um, and I told him, like, no. We need to wait just like a tiny bit longer because <laughs> it's actually really funny, but I wanted to wait a little bit longer because I was going to be a bridesmaid in one of my best friend's wedding, which was, well, you know, with the whole COVID thing, things are complicated, but it was going to be this past May of 2020. So I told Andy, I'm like, I can't be like nine months pregnant. I don't want to have a newborn by the time, you know, the wedding comes around, I'm like, I have to be in her wedding. Like, I'm not missing her wedding. So I'm like, we need to plan it. So I'm like, I could be pregnant, but like, not about to give birth pregnant. So, right. yeah. so we did wait a little bit because of that. I was like, all right, this is a good month for us to start. Because if I do get pregnant right away, then, you know, I'll be like six or seven months. And that's fine for all the right. wedding. <laughs> Which was November. So you know, we figured we'd start November and by the time we got pregnant, if, you know, we don't even really know at that point, we didn't know if we could get pregnant. So, so you know, there's a lot of questions are in the air, but we were willing to, you know, we were excited to get started on it. Yeah. And, you know, you hear a lot about people that do have trouble conceiving. And so you really don't know until right. you get into it and start trying. So we were like, all right, let's plan to start trying at like the very earliest that we would want, but we also have to understand that it could take longer than, you know, we're expecting and we might not get pregnant right away. So you kind of have to figure out what the best timing is for you. So Right, which was fine with me because the right before we found out, right before Nicole told me that she was pregnant, I was like, all right, this is going to be probably hands down the best time of my life because Nicole would come home excited and pulling me into the bedroom instead of me sitting on the couch begging for it. So um, that was good. And I was hoping to ride that wave for a pretty long time, at least a couple months. And of course, just my luck. I feel like you got pregnant a week after we started trying. So I was like, okay, cool. All that like the free pass to just let's go, let's go, let's go, let's do this. Now it's like, okay, now I'm pregnant and we got to work on that. Just how we're going to live with you being pregnant, just different things you got to eat, like how we're going to tell people. So um, yeah, that fun part of trying to get pregnant was very short-lived. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so um, I know that you, Andy, were thinking that um, – getting pregnant was something that might take a little bit longer. Like that was something you were like a little bit worried about. Like, oh, it probably won't happen right away. Yeah, like, I mean, I don't know, worried is the correct word. Like, I probably more expecting it to take a little bit longer. Like, I did not think it was going to happen on the first try. I just didn't think 
that really happen that often. And um, I mean, obviously, some luck, I'm sure, plays into it. It's really a miracle, like the whole process. So it's not like if we try it again for a second kid, we know it would be the first time, you know, first shot we get pregnant again. Yeah, but sometimes, um, you know, people don't have an issue the first time and then the second time around, it's yeah. a little bit harder. You really don't know. No, you don't. So, you know, it, it truly is a miracle. But, um, yeah, it's, I don't know. I really thought I was going to be able to enjoy that part of it a lot more. That was very short-lived, but I just feel like, I don't know. So That's just my luck. You got to enjoy that at the beginning of November and then... The day before Thanksgiving, I take a test because I know it's supposed to be that time of the month. Yeah, I mean... So I took a test because I was like, eh, why not? Like, we'll see what happens. And just to, like, pause and go back to, like, us practicing... Or not practicing, us, like, trying to conceive. I remember the weeks that you'd be ovulating. It'd be, like, the full court press. You'd be like, all right, come on, like... There was almost a part where I was tired, like, all right, again, like, can I just wait a second? And I feel like I probably shouldn't have thought that because I'm never going to have that chance again. So um, it was just funny how how it works out like that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the beginning of the month, it's like I was trying to figure out, okay, am I ov- ovulating now? Like, when's a good time? But... um we had that short wave that Andy got to. Yeah. <laughs> Andy was looking forward to, and clearly we figured things out yep. on the first try somehow. And like Andy said, it's a miracle. Like we know that we're blessed that it happened so right. easily for us. And um, yeah, so like I was saying, then I knew towards the end of the month that I was supposed to be getting my period. So. I had a pregnancy test and I was like, oh, I'll just take it for the heck of it and see what happens. And this is the day before Thanksgiving. And so first thing in the morning, like we're both, we both just like woke up and it's early I go to the bathroom and I take the test and I look and like right away, I see the little plus sign. <laughs> like there's no way I was like, oh my God. God and I was just like in shock and my heart started beating so fast (laughs) yeah and so then the next thing I think is like all right I'm just gonna show this to Andy right now like before all this started I had thought about like doing some like cutesy way to tell him that like I was pregnant when the day came but it just happened so fast yeah when that day actually came it's like how am I supposed to hide the facts that I just took a pregnancy test and I know that I'm pregnant? Like, I'm not going to hide it to, like, show it to him another day in a cute yeah, way. Like, I'm just going to do it. Yeah, for... <laughs> I wouldn't be able to hold that in. Yeah. You know? I mean, I couldn't. So... Yeah. The only thing I did is that I started recording it so I would have it on video, like, his reaction. So he didn't really know I was filming him until, right. like, towards the end. Then he realized it. So I just, like, filmed it. I brought the stick to him. Yeah, it was early in the morning, and the lights are still off in the bedroom. He, like, literally just woke up. Yeah, it's like my eyes are all puffy and everything. I can, like, barely see. Yeah, she turns the lights on. It's like a spotlight is on me. I'm like, what the hell? Without saying anything, I just walk in and turn the lights on, and then I hand him the the stick. Yeah, and I was (laughs) confused by it, and I think it took me a little while because I truly was not expecting for it to happen that fast. 
And then it's, you know, the excitement, the like, not panic in a bad way, but just kind of like, you know, your whole life changes and it's not, you know, I guess a little bit selfish too. You're like, all right, now that's it. Like, this is the time where it's just you and I is now like running out. Like we're on the clock, which isn't the end of the world, but you know, it's like the little things that kind of you think about. And then also you just start worrying about being a parent. You're like, you know, I, I hope I can be a great dad. And you start thinking about your parents and your childhood and you hope that you can live up to that. And um, it's just a lot of emotions just come like rushing through you and it's almost like overwhelming. Yeah. And the thing to kind of referring to what Andy said about things changing is we had talked about it before I got pregnant. I'd said, I'm like, you know, our relationship is going to be different because you know, it's going to change. You just don't know how until you're in it. But I told him, I'm like, it's not going to be just me and you anymore. Like this is a whole chapter we've had. Like at this point, it was eight years together. We've had eight years where it's just us. And now as soon as we have a kid, it's not going to be just us anymore. Like, yeah, eventually, you know, the kid will grow up and like be independent and be on their own, but we're still going to be parents. Yeah. And that's such a long ways away, you know? You think yeah. about how old you were when you moved out of your house. Mm-hmm. That's a long time. You were an adult. I was an adult before. Like, I wasn't living with my mom. So, um, you know, it's you're going to be with somebody. Your life is different in, in a good way. But it's just, it's almost like saying goodbye to the, the two of you and, like, hello to, mm-hmm. like, the three of you now. Yeah. And then maybe, like, the four of you or just the three of you. Yeah. It's It's tough. And then... Uh, it's tough sometimes and then also like the hardest part is which we'll get to in a second is us telling people but even when you would talk to like your parents or other people after you get married the first question people ask you is when's the fam you know when's the family getting it started when's the baby coming so um you'd be like oh i don't know maybe sometime soon and then people would always say it's hard like you know you're not gonna sleep get your sleep in now this and that but that's such an understatement because you really truly don't know what it's like until you're going through it. Yeah. And people who haven't gone through it, they really don't understand, I feel like, just how difficult it can be. Just uh, like a lot of it, not even just sleeping mm-hmm. and or not sleeping, but um, it's not even like physically taxing. It's like the mental part, yeah. which we'll get into all that. But um, it's just like you hear it and when you're – before you have a kid and, you know, I feel like we've aged so much and our baby's only two months old now at this point, but I feel like we're 10 years older, <laughs> you know, like yeah. the baby grew two months or aged two months and we aged like 10 years in those <laughs> two months. So like, I want to say when we were younger, like pre-baby, you feel like you can tackle anything. And sometimes people tell you, or whenever people tell you, you can't do something or it's going to be hard for you to do something. It's almost like a challenge, and I'm very competitive to begin with. It's like, oh, I can do it. I can do it with my hands tied behind my back. But it really is like, you know, it's a commitment. You're taking care of a life. You're, you know, especially you, Nicole, is breastfeeding. So she is like the lifeline to our baby. And it's, you know, it's so critical, everything that she does. Like she has to, you know, she's not drinking or she has to watch what she eats. Or it's just so life-changing in so many ways. Yeah. Yeah, it really is. And I mean, that's something we can talk, we'll talk more about like in the future. Um, 
Right, but it's stuff that runs through your head, though, when you first yeah. find out that you're yeah. pregnant, you're you're thinking, like, oh, I wonder what it's going to be like. I wonder how difficult it truly is going to be. And then also, like, when you told me you were pregnant, I just started thinking about, okay, I know people have had a baby sometime recently, and they got through it. No, You know, they don't seem like they're exhausted or mm-hmm. like you know they're struggling and yeah you see like pictures of people yeah everybody's like, oh, smiling they don't, they don't look that <laughs> tired they look happy yeah and then all of a sudden i feel like everyone's kids grow so fast it's they like do. you find out so-and-so is pregnant and then next week you see their kid is like four years old and they're running around throwing a baseball or you know it's just crazy it's like time goes by so fast when you look at it mm-hmm. for like other people having a kid so like the one thing i feel like Especially, like, I remember hearing it from your mom a lot. It was like, oh, she'll be like, whew, your life's going to change. Like, oh, you, you're not going to be able to handle it. You're not going to be able to do it. And, like, that used to always, like, really annoy me. Like, no, I can do it. She's like, oh, you're not going to be hanging out with your friends. You're not going to be playing volleyball. You're not going to be playing softball. And, um, like, she is right. Like, especially right now, if volleyball is going on, I probably could sneak away for an hour once a week. And it wouldn't be a problem. Like, I'm going to work for eight hours of the day and you're able to manage. Like, I'm sure I could sneak away for one hour to go play volleyball on a Tuesday night. But just going to work, even though I know it's something I have to do. And, you know, I still feel guilty leaving you in the morning, even though I know it's not like I'm doing anything wrong. But I think this early at, like, the stage that we're in right now with only having a two-month-old it would be hard for me to leave you and then come back and be tired and have to shower and, you know, especially if the baby's crying. So, um, but yeah, I just... Because when you, um, you know, get home from work, like I'm with him all day, every day. I'm on call since I'm breastfeeding. So it's like he needs me all the time. And it's like I just need a little bit of a break every once in a while. So, you know, adding a sport in there, it's like... A, when you come home, it's like, all right, I can get a little bit of help now and have, like, at least a couple minutes where, like, I don't have to be on top of the baby and, like, with the baby. Yeah. So. But, like, just, I have a pretty big friend group and I have, like, a core set of friends that I really enjoy hanging out with. And I'm a big New York Giants fan. I have season tickets, so I remember your mom being like, oh, you're not, you got to give up those tickets. You're not going to those games. And just, like... I don't know. It used to drive me crazy. Like, you're not going to tell me what I'm going to do. Like, we're going to talk about it. And I can go to what I've been doing is like four games a year. So I was like, I can go to four games, like miss four Sundays. And then obviously now with COVID, it's not even something I have to worry about. But that would have been really hard too, leaving you for a day on the weekend. And those games, like you're shot. I leave at like five in the morning, get back at like eight, nine o'clock at night for one o'clock games. And, um, that definitely would have been hard because usually when I come home, I crash. Like, I yeah. go right to bed. Yeah. So um, that would have been difficult for sure. But um, I remember thinking it would be hard with my friends and that I would still have them over. And obviously, this is all pre-COVID. So I think it still probably wouldn't have been a big deal hanging out with my friends. They'd probably be here a little bit more yeah. than they are now. But once COVID happened, it kind of made like that transition pretty easy because you weren't really seeing people in the beginning just because you were worried about getting it. And then 
you know, as things like calmed down a little bit, we weren't really seeing people because you were pregnant. Mm -hmm. And um, the one thing that did happen, though, was video games really had an uptick, which I love to play with my friends. And uh, I have a PlayStation. So Call of Duty was out. I remember Warzone dropped. So a group of us, even friends that stopped playing for a little bit, were now back on. So now that friend group, like talking to everybody in the game and the headset, it's just like, that was really cool, and that's been a hard adjustment now is missing that friend time with them. So um, there definitely has been an adjustment for sure, but I don't know. I think COVID has made the adjustment a little bit easier, wouldn't you say? Yeah, I think so. I mean, we haven't been, like, obviously hanging out with people as much as yeah we would pre-COVID. Well, it's just funny how your mom was right with a lot of the things that she said. Like, it is difficult sometimes to... Like, you yeah, just but, think you'll have that time to get away. Yeah. Which, now that we're in it, we know it's much harder. But um, it is annoying, like, hearing that over and over from people. Like, that was one thing that it's like, I don't need to hear it again. Like, I understand. Yeah. Like, I don't fully understand, but I understand right. that things are going to change. I don't know how much until... you. I'm in it, but I know things will change. So it's just right. like you don't want to hear it over and over and over again. Well, usually like even people at work, they'd be like, well, when we got married, they'd be like, oh, you know, life changes when you're married. Life changes when you live together. Like this changes, that changes. And then you go through it and it's really nothing changed or well, it's great. Yeah, like we briefly mentioned before about like living together and getting married and stuff. I feel like it wasn't like a major adjustment for us like we had been together for um almost eight years by the time we got married right so it's like obviously living together is different but I just feel like it wasn't a huge adjustment for us like yeah. it's pretty easy obviously we both have our things that we're good at and not so good at when it comes to the house but we talk right. about it and we figure it out and we work on it yeah i think that just the major thing is like i hate being told i can't do something it's like you yeah. know not not just saying from your mom like anybody from my mom from my general, friends right. yeah like yeah i think from everybody. people at work but like no it's almost like i know like certain things that i can and can't do and this baby thing has definitely been an adjustment but it's, I don't know, it's almost like a challenge sometimes when people tell you, like, you can't do this, right. you can't do that. It's like, well, watch me. Yeah. But, um, I don't know, it's, we'll talk about it more in future episodes, just, like, how exactly it's impacted us and, like, what we yeah. do to adjust for it. Yeah. So you showed me the pregnancy test, and, um, you know, a lot of emotions go through my head, and then we kind of hug, and now it's just, like, the moment where you're really excited and also... I guess kind of nervous where you know you got to tell people, but you also know you got to wait because you don't want to jump the gun and, you know, there's what, how, what's like the rule of thumb for you waiting to tell people? Um, I think like until around you're like 12 weeks pregnant or like 13 because that's like, I think 13 weeks is considered the second trimester. So, um typically people will wait till around that point um but um yeah so obviously we were excited and everything but then it's like it was right around the holidays like we well, just like said, found the out before. the day before thanksgiving yeah. so it's like all right we're gonna see a ton of family tomorrow and then the next big holiday is christmas for us so it's like 
you know, it's just crazy thinking of like, oh my God. And again, this is pre-COVID. So like get togethers were a normal thing in our lives for holidays. So it's like, how are we going to hide this now? Like Christmas day, you know, my mom will make like sangria or like some sort of drink. And it's like that, that'll be my drink for the day. (laughs) You know, just like you're saying, the very next day was Thanksgiving and and we always go to my dad's house for Thanksgiving. He hosts. We kind of like divvied up the holidays where my dad gets Thanksgiving, um, her mom gets Christmas, mm-hmm. and what else? Easter, I think. Easter Sometimes we go there. Yeah. Well, Thanksgiving and Christmas, I feel like, are the the like major holidays yeah. for us. Yep. So, um, my dad is hosting Thanksgiving, and now we're like, okay we got to come up with a game plan of not the, you know, how we're going to avoid people noticing that you're not drinking alcohol or, you know, and you're kind of like get paranoid. Oh, I don't want to tell them I have a headache or I'm not feeling well, even though that excuse probably would pass and would work. But like in your head, you're like, no, they're going to know people are going to start suspecting and they're going to be looking at you. And so like, oh, we've been married for over a year now. So I know. I feel like people didn't really care though. Yeah. When we were going to have a kid. Like, when we got married, we like, oh, everyone's going to be asking us this question. I feel yeah. like no one ever did. They are like, <laughs> please don't have kids. Yeah, I feel like not many people really... I mean, I think there were a couple that, like, said something yeah. to me. But they're yeah. really... I really didn't get that question as nearly as much as I was expecting. Right. So it's like, oh, maybe people don't really care if we decide to have a yeah. kid. Well, we both, Nicole and I both look extremely young for our yeah. age. So like, I feel like I could even pass for like early 20s. I'm sure some of my friends would be, you know, funny guys and say maybe even the teens. But yeah, you too. Some, some people still think I'm like in high school. Yeah. I mean, it's tough for just sure. Just the other but... day when I went to pick up my car... The guy at the tire place asked me if the email I gave him was my dad's email. Yeah, I think he was just hitting on you. No, he asked it seriously. So I I think he just thought I looked young. (laughs) But so um, the other thing besides just game planning, how we're going to avoid people figuring out that you're pregnant or asking is also it was really hard to find out that, you know, I'm you're we're pregnant and I'm going to see my dad and not being able to tell him and like looking at him in the eyes and just holding it back. I mean, obviously you don't want to tell people and then God forbid, you know, you lose the baby or something like right. that. So it's real. It's real life. I don't know. Danger is in telling people early. Mm-hmm. So you got that in the back of your head, but you're just so excited and it's just hard to like look at the people that you care about the most and, just like have that news that's so big that you know will change their lives forever as well and just like not be able or just not be comfortable with telling them yet. It was really hard for me. Well, and at that point, the other reason for really not saying anything is like I literally had just taken a test. So it's like I hadn't even gone to see my doctor or anything. So like there was no... You know, obviously a test is a test and we actually did end up buying more and I think I ended up taking four and they were all yeah. positive. So it's like, all right, pretty sure that these can't actually, all be wrong. Actually, I think that was the first thing I said to you when you showed me the test. Yeah. I think I said, do you have more tests? I think that was the first thing. I was yeah, like, you got to take more. Can you pee again? Yeah, I think the first thing you said was, yeah. can you take another one? <laughs> yeah, and then even um, when she took more tests and they kept coming back positive, 
I was like, all right, well, I'm not going to get too excited until we see a doctor. I was like, I want, you know, like a someone in the medical field that's like a professional that can do whatever test they need, even though it might be the same exact test. I don't know. And just tell me, yeah, you guys are pregnant. Yeah, I was like, I think, I'm just going to wait. I was like, there's no way that you're pregnant already. I think when I first went to my doctor, you know, they take a urine sample every time. And I'm pretty sure they literally just do the same exact thing. They just do like a pregnancy test with my Yeah, pee. well, they can tell in like your blood too, right? If, if they did blood work, I'm not saying they always yeah. do, but. Well, then like, you know, they did that test and then they wanted to do like preliminary blood work yeah. for to check for whatever it is they check for. But I think, I'm trying to remember, I think, um, yeah, I think they said you have to wait until you're around six weeks. So when I took the test, um, the way that, you know, pregnancy counting works, I was four weeks pregnant at that point because they can't pinpoint exactly when I was conceived. So they go from, you know, your last period. So I was technically four weeks pregnant. So I actually, when I called the doctor to make an appointment, I... um was told that I had to wait two weeks because I guess for some reason they want you coming in when you're like six weeks pregnant. So after I made that appointment, we knew like, okay, we have to wait at least two more weeks or we have to hide it from like our immediate family. Because even with the, you know, typically waiting till the second trimester, we didn't want to wait that long to tell our immediate family yeah like, just our parents and our siblings yeah. we figured you know it was just so hard to keep it from them so we were going to tell them maybe before we were in like a safe zone of mm-hmm. telling people and then yeah. we were going to tell our closest friends and then make it public yeah so um so we knew but even so in the beginning we had to wait two weeks before we could tell anyone because like all right I want to at least go to the doctor and actually I think it ended up being longer than that because then we had to wait another week to do my first ultrasound right because obviously you know you could take a test and be pregnant but it might not be viable so the first ultrasound is really important to get that checked out and make sure everything's like good and looking good so far so really we had to keep this a secret for three weeks and I think we were it was literally the week before Christmas that we were finally able to start telling our immediate family yeah and then like I said Nicole's from Connecticut and we live in New York now so our parents are kind of all spread out so we wanted to tell them all at the same time but we didn't want to tell them while they're all together because you know you want to have them have their moment with us or with you know, just her parents and Nicole or me and my parents just like telling them where they're not kind of put on the spot in front of other people. But that was tricky to get like the timeline down. So I think we told your parents first. Yeah, I think because, right. We went straight from the ultrasound. Yeah, because. um Well, we're also I feel like we're jumping around a little bit, but one thing I wanted to mention before we continue on with this pregnancy journey was um around Thanksgiving after after Thanksgiving we went like one thing we do with my family is we get our Christmas tree every year we go and cut it down and it's just like it's so weird thinking back to that time now where we were keeping this secret from everybody and like I look at the pictures from us getting our tree last year and I'm like you know 
I was already pregnant. Like we had literally just found out days before. So it's just like so weird thinking back to that and just like having the secret. Oh, it really is. Yeah. It's like those it's cool too because you know you'll never have that chance again. Yeah. You know, if you get pregnant again, you're gonna do it. But I'm saying like no one's expecting you to have a kid at this point. Yeah. And um you don't have a kid already, so it's just like you're living a different life. Mm-hmm. And like, you have this life-changing secret that it's just, I don't know, it's really cool, I guess. Yeah, it's kind of cool, like, that we had yeah. as but hard as it was. also, it's really stressful, though. Yeah, it's, it's really stressful. It's definitely stressful, and it's hard hiding it because, like, you just want to share it with people. Right, right. But it's also kind of cool that, like, you know, waiting for the doctor and then waiting for the ultrasound, it's like we were kind of forced to, like, keep the secret just between the two of us. So, like... Yeah. It's kind of cool in that way, but it definitely is hard and stressful, too. Because, like, you know, with Thanksgiving, like, Andy had to figure out a way to, like, get rid of the drink that my father, his dad, gave to me. Yeah. Because I couldn't drink it. So, it's definitely stressful in that aspect, for sure. Yeah. But, um, yeah, like Andy said, so then after those, like, first three weeks, it's finally time. Like, all right, we went to the ultrasound. Things look good. We cried when we saw the heartbeat because it was just, like Andy said, it was a miracle. Like, we just couldn't believe it when we saw that on the screen. Well, you think about, like, having kids and whether you're adopting kids or you have kids, you know, yeah, biologically. But um, you just think of that day. And so it's, you know, you once you're there in the moment, it's crazy. It's just you really get hit with all those feelings again. And it's definitely emotional. For sure. And um, you start thinking about, you know, you got to come second. Like, you got to put yourself second. And now, especially for me, I got to put myself third, which, you know, like, it's such an honor to do. It's like, okay, I have my wife, which, you know, you got to put your wife before you anyways. But now I have this baby inside her that we need to protect and we need Mm -hmm. to grow. And it's really so much changes, like, instantly, even though nothing has really changed because... Like, you're not showing at that point, but I don't know. It's just really cool. You just, like, know now that there's this teeny little life growing that you're responsible for. Right, that, like, we created together. Like, Mm -hmm. that's a part of me. It's a part of you, and, like, it's just really such a miracle, but... It really is. Especially, yeah, seeing that for the first time. It's just mind-blowing. It really is. You know, you learn about all this stuff growing up and, like science and everything how it all works but i've said to multiple people and it's true you like really can't believe it until it happens to you and you're like oh my god like this is a miracle it's just amazing how it happens and yeah then you know i like i remember looking at nicole and just being so thankful that she was going to be the mother of my baby and just like how lucky i am to be married to her and just how great of a mother she's gonna be and i just I don't know, I was so thrilled just thinking about the years to come and like the family vacations, the just all the milestones you hit with the baby growing up, not knowing or caring what gender it's going to be, but just knowing that I get to experience it with her or with you was just really awesome. Like I remember that was definitely something that was going through my head besides thinking all the things that will change for me being a dad. So it's cool. Like it, 
not that we needed to be brought together, but it's just like another bond that you share now. And you'll always be the mother of my child and I'll always be the father of your child. And mm -hmm. I don't know, I'm just, I feel like our baby is just so lucky to have you. And I remember feeling I was so lucky to have you too. So it was cool. Thanks. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I, you know, that was something I was looking forward to in our relationship too. Cause I could just tell that you would be like a great father. And I just was really excited to see, to see you in that role as a dad too. Yeah. I mean, just a little foreshadowing, I guess it's been tough right now. I'm not going to lie. And that I feel like I'm doing the best I can, but, um, there are both of us are doing the best yeah, that we can. but there's definitely points where like you feel like you're at a breaking point and um you need your partner to like really be in it with you like it's so crucial i think have starting a family just being with the right person because whenever i'm at my breaking point which i feel like happens a few times every now and then I'll have like a good stretch where it's like I'll have patience and then I'll have no patience for like a day or two or I'll just be tired now I just started going back to work and um like I said I know I'm kind of getting ahead of myself here but just looking at you and you're just such like a pillar of like I don't know everything like positive patience and it's just like it I don't know it makes me feel guilty or bad and then it gives me patience again and I don't know, it's just so crucial to be with the right person when you have a baby, so. Yeah, I agree with that, and I have my moments where I don't have as Yeah, but I feel patience, like you but... say that, but you really don't. You're <laughs> always patient, like, whatever, we'll talk, we'll get into that stuff later on in another episode. Yeah. So. But, um, yeah, so after that ultrasound, finally, we, I think I had made a onesie, because I have a cricket machine, I had made a onesie for my mom, and I made one for... Andy's mom um and actually in Portugal we bought little baby shoes oh, yeah, planning right. to give that to your yep. mom yeah so we also had like these little shoes that we got when we were in Portugal to give to my mom too so um you know we pretended that I had a gift that I had received from a student and had my parents opening it up and video um Andy was videoing it. He was recording it for us. And, um, yeah, so we gave him that. And my mom was, like, super confused at first. I think she was probably like, shit, now I'm stuck with this kid, me, <laughs> as in me, forever. Like, I feel like she was kind of like, I think she just really wasn't expecting us to get pregnant. And then I feel like the weight of you being pregnant and, like, a kid being here and just, like, all that, I feel like she worried before she got excited, which she real quickly got excited. I agree, though. I think her first reaction was worry and shock. I think those were the yeah. first two reactions. But then she did immediately flip to excitement. Right. It was, like, jumping around, like, right. screaming. I remember My it was dad snowing. was just, like, laughing. Yeah, it was snowing, and there was, like, ice out on the roads, and your dad was outside in the driveway, which is kind yeah. of, like, on a hill, and it has, like, a... It's, like, a little bit of a bend. He was out there throwing down salt and um, plowing. So he was standing in the doorway with, like, his jacket on. He just came inside. You could tell us, like, his face was all red and everything from being out there. And I remember him, like, smiling, and he was really happy, too. And was your brother there that night? Um, yeah, my brother was there. So he was up in his room, and then he, like, came downstairs. I guess he heard the com commotion, and then we told him. We were like, guess what? You're going to have a little niece or a nephew. 
your mm -hmm. first one. And then um, I think we also FaceTimed his girlfriend at that point. Or he asked if it was okay for him to tell his girlfriend. I was like, yeah, that's fine. You know, they had already been together for like two years or something. So I'm like, yeah, like, you know, she's like family to us. So of course you can tell her. So I think we FaceTimed her then and there. Yeah. And then... Then we drove to my mom's apartment and uh, my mom's place. And that was tricky because we needed to come up with a reason to go there. And it was getting yeah. kind of late. I think it was like 7 or 8. And she's always in bed usually around like 8, 9 o'clock. So I think we told her we were getting food from a restaurant right yeah. next to her place. And is it okay if we just see her and we'll eat there quick? So then she said yes. And she was in the middle of baking her Christmas cookies so we went inside and we we're like, oh, mom, your neighbors left this gift at your door. I don't know. Maybe it's like a Christmas gift that somebody here left it for you. And she was like, oh, and I feel like she didn't even want to open it at first. She's like, okay. And like she put it down. And then we're like, oh, yeah. don't you want to look at it? Yeah, I don't even remember like what we said to her, like yeah. what it was. Like I don't I, remember that I remember. I said we told her we found it at her door. Okay. Yeah, so then we. Which I thought would blow our cover, but she was like, oh, okay, whatever. Yeah, so, you know, then we do get her to open yeah, it, Yeah, open obviously. it, and she started crying, and she was really excited, and then we FaceTimed my sister, and she was really excited, too. She was really excited. Shocked. And, yeah, Everybody shocked. that we told yeah. was shocked. <laughs> yeah, my mom was hugging me and hugging Nicole and crying. Yeah, she was so happy. Yeah. And uh, my sister has a niece who's probably the smartest has kid. Daughter. Yeah, has a Sorry, I have a niece. My sister has a daughter. Who um is like the smartest little girl you'll ever meet, and she's just adorable. So I couldn't wait for our baby to start growing up with my sister's daughter, and I don't know, it was just really cool. Yeah. It was just a nice like experience, just being able to tell her and tell my niece, and mm -hmm. and then I think we Facetimed or we called at least. I think we called my grandparents. Yeah, we and did. We told them, and yeah, they were really we excited too. Them. Yeah. yeah, and then um, we drove home, and I remember it was too late to go see my dad, but yeah. I didn't want him to find out on a, a separate day than everybody else. So I told them, or I asked him if he can look at something, like, you know, something that around I'm... Around the house. Yeah, I'm working <laughs> on around the house. So I FaceTimed him, and we just showed him, like, the picture of the ultrasound, and him and uh, Lori were really excited. Yeah. Yeah. They so that was really cool. And it was really their grandchild into the mix. Yeah, I couldn't wait to tell my mom, but I really couldn't wait to tell my dad too. So yeah. that was cool. Yeah, and I was really excited, obviously, to tell everyone. But for my parents, it's their first grandchild, yeah. so um, that was really exciting for them. And then, um, you know. Andy's parents were both very excited about it, too, even though it's not their first grandchild, but they were still, like, super excited and shocked, too, like I said, everybody was. Yeah. Yep. So that was really exciting, and then the weight of not having them know was off your shoulders. Then just hoping they don't spill the beans to other people, and um, now you just gotta, like, start getting ready to tell your friends and um, we had Christmas coming up, and like Nicole mentioned, her mom always has a big Christmas day, get together with her family. So at that point, actually, I think we decided that we were going to tell our extended family, too, like your, our cousins. and Yeah, we decided to tell not like 
all of the extended family just because it was still early and you know this is my first time being pregnant so you never know how things are going to be like was it going to be an easy pregnancy was it going to have any issues I had no idea so right. I didn't want to tell too many people but I wanted to um I was okay with sharing with some of the extended family that like I felt comfortable enough you know if something were to happen that we weren't expecting like I would still be okay sharing it with them so I did end up sharing um we did end up sharing the news with some of my extended family on Christmas Day, I made us shirts with my yeah, these again. corny shirts that we had to go upstairs for and then come downstairs. And everybody's like, Oh, why did you change? And we're wearing the same like color shirt. And it was like but, a green Christmas. I'm like, Oh, and then everybody reads it. That's like, I don't know. It's like, um, the worst thing is like when you're on Christmas Day and you got to open presents like one by one and everybody is looking at you and you got to open your present. And no matter what, like if you're excited or disappointed, you always got to be like, you know, yes, this is awesome. Like I couldn't wait to get this or I was hoping to get this. Like I just hate that feeling of all the eyes on you. And I just felt like it was very theatrical, like us coming downstairs with the shirts on. And I was just like, can we just like tell them like, you know, hey, cheers. Yeah, we're pregnant. So and then everybody had to see it. And I felt like the shirt was like really tight and like I was just so uncomfortable wearing it. So, um, everybody well, paid more attention to my shirt. They yeah. Really notice yours right away. They I know. Noticed mine. Yeah. But whatever. So as soon as like the whole production of us going down there and showing the shirts and everybody knowing, I went right back upstairs and changed, but that was cool. Cause it was a lot of your family members there. Yeah. So that was, that was really cool. And it made it easier. Cause it's like, all right, it's Christmas day. I don't have to hide it from everybody now. <laughs> yeah which is nice and then a few days later we got together with some of my family on my dad's side and we shared it with them too right um i don't remember how we told like my cousins oh i think i told matthew i told my cousin when um he was also the best man at my wedding when at our wedding when we went to go see star wars oh yeah that's uh, right. rise of star wars which yeah. They're all those new movies are terrible. But, yeah, you told him when you went to the movies together. Yeah, and then I think I was telling people as I saw them one by one because it's like you don't want to text somebody like, "Hey, so we're pregnant." Yeah. Like I mean, I guess it's okay to do that, but it's something you really rather do face to face in person. Yeah, and then um, I think so. You know, that was like the holidays. Whatever we get through the holidays, then I want to say it's in January we. We're getting together. We have a group of friends. It's like four couples, I think, that we usually do like game night together and stuff. Yeah, usually three, but sometimes it's a fourth couple. Um, Yeah, so. This one couple that likes to eat marshmallows, at least the husband. Oh, I was I was saying four, like counting us. Oh, uh, yeah, four counting us. That's yeah. So, you know, there's four couples all together, including us. And um, this was in January. We decided to just, I don't know, I guess when the couples initiated it, just going yeah. out for dinner Someone or whatever. Someone wanted to go out to eat. Place. Yeah, we tried this new restaurant down the street from our house. Yeah, so, um, you know, I think I was like 10 weeks along at that point. So yeah. it's like, all right, we're like two or three weeks away from like going public with it. Like, obviously, I wanted to tell my job before we went like public and posted anything. So, um, 
it's like, all right, maybe we'll just like tell them now, like I'm 10 weeks long, whatever. So, um, so with them, it actually kind of happened really naturally the way that yeah, we, well, we were ended talking, up telling them. I play volleyball with really all three of the other husbands. Really one of them I play a lot with and, um, we were talking about the next season and somebody asked if Nicole would play who I think it's fair to say you're not really that athletic. No, I Which I'm not. praying our kid is not getting the athletic genes from you. But yeah, um I'm, so I've never joined yeah, the so league we play I'm not good enough. Yeah, and we play in a co ed league. So we were just talking about what girl we could get or how many girls we can get to play on our team. And somebody mentioned, Oh, what about Nicole? Then we were like, long story short, somehow we made like a joke out of it. Like, oh, she can't play because of this. And we took out the ultrasound picture. And uh, we saw everybody like, what? No way. Like going crazy and excited for us. And then this one couple was just kind of like, you could tell they were so excited and pumped. But like they were whispering to each other. And um, then they're like, all right, all right. And then they take their phone out and show us a picture on their phone, which is an ultrasound that of their own. <laughs> So they were like, oh, we were like unsure if we were going to tell people tonight, like we were going to tell you guys soon, but we're pregnant too. So, and we didn't know they were going to try for a kid. So, uh, and we'll let them tell their story if hopefully when they come on. Hopefully they'll join us on the podcast. But so, so, um, neither of us, like Nicole and I and that couple knew that each of us were trying or, you know, so it was was just a total surprise. Yeah. So awesome. I think all of us around the table, we were all just like shocked and we were yeah. all super excited, especially us because we were like, yeah. oh my God, like our kid is going to have like a buddy to a grow up with. Yeah. It's going to be basically his or her and, age. And not only that, we're going to have another couple going through it with yeah. us. So it was yeah. cool. It's like we're not that lame couple who's now pregnant. It's like, no, there's two couples now that are. So, so once we both announced it, it was like super exciting just already talking about our pregnancy journey so far with each other. Yeah, and then so just having, like, everybody, like, hugging us and grabbing us, and then it's, like, instantly hugging and grabbing them. It was really cool. That yeah. was awesome. So that was, yeah, that was awesome, and hopefully we'll get them on the podcast, too, to talk about their experience. Yeah, so... um. And then after that, really, it was just, like, I said to Andy, I'm, like, I want to, you know, tell my job before we share it publicly, so that's what I did. I told my job, and my bosses were very excited for me um you know I was really nervous leading up to it leading up to telling them um just because you don't know how you know people are going to react especially when you work for them but they were super excited for me and like really nice about it and I actually had another co-worker who was also pregnant so and she had already like told them so that was super exciting and um and then I actually had another coworker that I ended up finding out was also pregnant and she wasn't too she was just a I think about two months or so behind me, so Yeah. <laughs> it was really a lot cool of that we news. had Yeah, it was cool that I had like two coworkers, you know, kinda going through it around the same time as me and we had this one couple that we're friends with going through at the same time as us too. So yeah, very it was cool really cool having all these people that we're surrounded by that are going through it and it's like all right we have all these kids that like can grow up together and become friends and stuff yep so so we did have one scare at one point where you went for an ultrasound and i guess in the beginning 
they don't do like the gel and put the thing on your tummy because the baby's too small. Mm-hmm. So they have to do it vaginally. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, um, and like, this is my first experience with like a vagina doctor and all this stuff too. So it's almost like when you're sitting there. AKA like, a gynecologist. Yeah, whatever. I'm like, should I be here? Is this like weird that I'm here? And then I'm like, no, nah, it's my wife and my baby. Like I'm supposed to be here, but I'm like, should I just look at the floor or at the ceiling? It was just weird. I don't know. It's strange. But um, everything appeared to be okay and like well, so we were happy. And then when we got home, Nicole had some like showing, you call it, right? Um, spotting. Spotting. It's spotting. Yeah, whatever. Well, it was, yeah, it was like two days later, I remember. Yeah, but it's like, you know, enough where we felt alarmed by it. So, like I mentioned, we're, we live in New York now. Nicole grew up in Connecticut. So, for, I don't know, maybe like half of her pregnancy if not a little bit more, she was seeing her vagina doctor in Connecticut before um, she changed to a doctor in New York. Mm-hmm. So it's an hour away, basically, from our house. So I remember going to work one day and her making, like, an emergency appointment. Yeah, so um, I called my doctor's office and they said that um, I could go to this other office in the area Um just to have like another ultrasound done just to check in on things. So, um, so my parents, well, yeah, it was near my parents' house. So, and I work in Connecticut. So, um, I went from work to my parents' house and Andy met me there. And then we went to the appointment and they checked and everything looked good. Thank God. But leading up to going into the appointment, like, I was really nervous and yeah. scared. Well, I remember it was like silent in the car. Then you just started crying. Yeah. And, you know, I was scared too just because, you know, no one ever tells you what you should be going through or like what you should like be experiencing or, you know, things to look out for. So you see a little bit of spotting or enough where we were worried about it. It's scary. Yeah. So, um, like I said, we go and everything looks good. So that was reassuring. And then when we come home, I still have like some spotting. And the next day there was still a little bit too. But my doctor called me the next day after she got um, the ultrasound. And she told me how everything looked good. And, you know, explained to me what kind of bleeding is not good that I should keep an eye out for. And it wasn't nearly what I was experiencing. Um, So we just kind of think that what happened is I probably just had some like irritation from the first ultrasound and that's what caused the spotting because um, one thing during pregnancy, which I read about is like with um, your cervix, I guess there's just like, you know, you have more liquid in your body and I guess the blood vessels and stuff are more tender or whatever. So it's possible that there would be spotting if it gets irritated at all. So we think that that might have been what the cause was because then after that, I didn't have it happen again, thankfully. Yeah, knock on wood. That was really the only scare that we had. So other than that, I feel like you had a pretty, you know, healthy and... I hate to say the word easy just because I wasn't the one pregnant carrying around a baby in my belly, but 
I feel like you had a pretty easy pregnancy minus obviously COVID. Yeah, no, I think it was pretty easy going for me. Like I didn't have any sickness. I didn't have any crazy cravings or anything or food aversion. You never threw up once. Yeah, I didn't get sick at all. I was, wasn't really nauseous or anything. So I have to say I was pretty, pretty lucky with it. Like the only thing I was craving was like fruit, which I was happy about because right. it's a healthy craving. Yeah. But um, the only thing that they like that kind of stunk about it was like, I don't remember, I think about halfway through the pregnancy, they were like a little bit concerned about the size of the baby. Um, I guess it was just like in the lower percentile. So that was something to like look out for. Um, yeah, which became like a bigger issue and it just really drove you crazy. And I know it gave you a lot of anxiety towards the very end. Yeah, it continued to be an issue. So, um, you know, it was also bothering me too because I felt that everything was fine with the baby. So it's like, why am I getting this extra stress being put on me by these doctors when like, I'm pretty sure things are fine. Like, I don't think there's an issue with the baby growing. It's just that, like, the my build and Andy's build, I wasn't expecting us to have a big baby. I'm like, we're just going to yeah, make a small baby. we're both short and skinny, so. <laughs> so I'm like, we're just going to make a small baby. Yeah. So I just felt like it was all this extra stress for nothing. And like Andy said, COVID happened starting in March. So it's like... I already had this extra stress that you don't normally deal with when you're pregnant. Like, this is the first time I'm pregnant and suddenly we're thrown into a pandemic. So it's like, all of a sudden, I'm going to appointments alone. And, you know, Andy can't come to ultrasounds and stuff. And this whole thing, when they started worrying me about the size of the baby and the baby's growth, like, it was really hard not being able to have Andy in the room with me because it's like you know, Andy might have questions or this or that. And it's like, I can't remember it all myself when I'm yeah. in there. Or I'd say, what do they say about this? And you're like, oh, I can't remember. Or right. I didn't ask. It's like, well, you know, it yeah, gets so hard. It's hard because it's like I have my own things and then he has his own things to that he wants to know about. And because of COVID, he couldn't be physically in the room. So it just made it hard to keep track of everything. And also just to have him there like as a support too. Like it was just really tough not being able to have him in there and you know going to the ultrasounds and stuff like it's sad that he wasn't able to continue going to those and continue seeing right, them. Well, especially because I was able to go through like half of our pregnancy so like I knew what it was like in there and I want to be in there then being told halfway through your pregnancy oh your husband's not allowed to go in there it was hard I would just sit in the car and just feel bad you know and like really wish that things were different because you want to be there you know like what it looks like when you hear or when you see the baby on the screen and when you hear the heartbeat and it's just like I don't know it it's tough you really miss out on that I know a lot of people suffered from COVID a lot worse than we did really the only thing it affected us was people couldn't touch your belly and see you and I couldn't go into like doctor's appointments but that was kind of like the extent of yeah covid affecting us but still it's you know it's the first time we've been we're pregnant and you know you want to be there i want to be there to support you and i also want to experience everything together 
Yeah, I think I think you were able to come to like two ultrasounds. Well, once we switched to happened. yeah, once we switched to your new doctor now in New York, I was able to come in twice. Yeah. So that was really nice, but um, yeah, it's definitely an experience. Yeah, and it definitely is interesting how like I you know went from you know being all excited with this pregnancy and going through it with like our friends and my coworkers and stuff and now all of a sudden like I'm not seeing my coworkers so I'm yeah, not experiencing you're like afraid it with to be them. around people and Yeah and like even our immediate family like obviously we don't live with them so it's like I think my mom I think I let her touch my belly like once or twice while I was you know she did it before covid started when my barely my my belly barely existed. Yeah. And, um, but then once it all started, it's like I was just trying to protect myself and to protect this baby. Right. And, you I know, know want, I wanted Andy to be safe too because he needed right. to be safe to protect us. And also towards the end of pregnancy, it's like he needs to protect himself so that he can be in the room with me and support me because I was not about yeah, to go oh through my God. labor and delivery uh, without him. Yeah, her being stressed out that I was going to catch COVID right before she was going to give birth and not be allowed in, that was like a whole another anxiety-filled... Yeah, uh, it got it got worse the closer I oh got to God. giving birth. But um, I remember when COVID first started getting really serious and my job and your job told us both to work from home. Mm -hmm. I remember waking up at like four in the morning and going to the grocery store like a half hour before it opened with like six other people online just to get in there wearing gloves and masks and all kinds of stuff. And it's like, it was March. So it was kind of cold out still too. And it's like running into the grocery store and you can tell people are just kind of like speed walking racing against each other even though you know they're trying not to make it obvious and you go to like the meat section and all the meat's gone and all the toilet paper's gone and you feel like man this is kind of scary i gotta protect my family and i gotta make sure there's food at home and it just it really was intense there in the beginning like really really intense then obviously it slowly got better in terms of being able to go to the grocery store and um, finding toilet paper and stuff like that. But this COVID was just, I don't know, it was obviously something none of us were expecting, but man, it was made for an interesting pregnancy. Yeah, it was definitely an interesting experience. And, you know, I wasn't able to go through it with my coworkers like I was expecting. You know, I wasn't able to go into work and people commenting on my belly and watching it grow. Um, so, you know, it, it was kind of sad in that way that I feel like I missed out on like a normal pregnancy experience. Like this is my first time pregnant. So I just wanted to be able to like go into work and have people comment on my belly or ask like, Hey, can I touch your belly? And like, I didn't get to experience any of that. Like I said, my mom barely even touched my belly. And, you know, I was also upset about the whole, it's, ridiculous obviously but you know I was pregnant and I was excited about a baby shower it's something I always dreamed of for when I would become a mother one day and you know I didn't get to have like a typical baby shower I still what I did end up having was beautiful and 
like it was just it was great and yeah it was amazing it yeah. was more than i was expecting given the circumstances so you know no, I, I feel like yeah, I your really, mom went like above and beyond yeah and made it feel like covid wasn't happening which was i feel like hard to do but she pulled it off yeah so it was really great and you know, I feel like I didn't really miss out. You know, we didn't have the games and I didn't have people like close to me and rubbing my belly and everything. So that stuff was a little different than what it normally would have been. But, you know, we still got to celebrate this baby and like we had people. It was a small crowd because we just, you know, invited some people to like stay with us just because, you know, it had to do with like my comfort level too. I just, I didn't want a lot of people. So we just kind of had to keep it small. And, um, but it was still a really nice celebration having some of our family there and being able to celebrate the baby, even though yeah. it wasn't normal circumstances. Well, I remember like, obviously my sister and my niece were there. And um, my niece is someone that it's hard not to hug her and yeah. play with her and, like she's just such like a ball of energy and she's just so funny like you just want to be around her constantly so like it was hard not being able to hug her and like I don't want to say I didn't care I was gonna anyways but I don't know it was tough I remember you crying because you thought I was gonna be like hugging people and it was just so stressful and then you worry about like the stress being put on the baby but just as like a positive from all the COVID, the one thing that I think was really nice was we were home every single day together. So we got to spend a lot of time, just the two of us, like all day long, every day. And um, that was something that was kind of cool to take out of that on a positive note. But yeah, so even though it probably would have been a little bit better if you weren't pregnant being home all day with each other, just, you know, bedroom-wise. <laughs> <laughs> but... Not that you... Uh, you well, yeah, know. and going through a pandemic, it would have been nice to have, like, a glass of wine at the end of the yeah. day, but I couldn't do that. <laughs> yeah, so and then, like, I wasn't drinking if she's not drinking, yeah, and we're so not really big drinkers to begin with, No, so. we're not, but, you know, you avoided, you know, having a drink, yeah. I think, more than you normally would have, because yeah. I wasn't having anything, so it's mm -hmm. like, you know, end of the day or end of the week, we're not gonna be enjoying anything, because... Right. I'm pregnant, so you just kind of stayed away from stuff, too. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so it was definitely interesting. It was very stressful for me, and, like, I had so much anxiety towards the end because, like I said, you know, this is my first time being pregnant, so my fear with the pandemic is am I going to have to be in that room giving birth by myself because I just couldn't imagine that happening but thankfully we kept ourselves safe and healthy and yeah well before you gave birth which we'll get into in another episode but you had to be induced so we were given a date and we knew you know we have to be at the hospital at this time on this day and um i went to work the day before that just to give some to perform some kind of job that I only had to be that required me to be in the office for a couple minutes and I found out somebody tested positive or no their suspicion of a potential positive test from somebody who was in the building yesterday or the day before so that was like stressful and I like debated telling you but then I didn't want to hide something from you 
But I was like, man, imagine getting this far and the day before, you know, I get, I test positive from like a contact spread and, you know, whatever. It was just so stressful. Yeah. So, um, you know, our next episode, we'll get into the whole labor and delivery thing and start talking about, you know, that's, well, really finding out you're pregnant is the start of your parenting journey, I guess. But, um, you know, with the labor and delivery and the birth, that's where like things really get real once the baby's actually here and not in my body. So we'll get into that. But um, yeah, because of the whole thing we had mentioned with the baby's growth and the size, um, they really didn't want me going much farther than um, my due date. So, you know, If it were up to me, I would have waited a little longer before getting induced. Um, I wanted to wait to see if it would just happen naturally, but our little baby decided that he would have been perfectly fine just hanging out and not leaving. Yeah. So, um, and then I just got worried. I'm like, you know, if there is something wrong with my placenta, which is causing the baby not to grow as much as he or she is supposed to be growing then um then I don't want to like risk waiting longer and something happens with my placenta or something happens to the baby so I agreed to just planning the induction so like Andy said they gave us a date so then we were able to kind of get ready and like mentally prepare ourselves like okay it's happening this day and I did tell Andy I'm like you know I don't understand people that like to plan a c-section or plan an induction because I'm like I would rather just not know when it's happening because it gave me more anxiety like knowing it was gonna happen on a certain day because it's like the night before it's like oh my god it's happening tomorrow like I know it's happening like I just wanted it to hit me by surprise right so yeah. it's kind of weird knowing that it's going and to happen. Also, which we'll get into the next episode, the night before we left, there was a big storm where we live and we lost power. So it was just kind of like yeah, craziness. We can, we can talk about that yeah. in the next episode with the whole um, labor and yeah. birth and delivery, that whole yeah. nonsense. One big thing that I really wanted to know was the gender of the baby. And Nicole was dead set against finding out, Mm -hmm. which she didn't know until the baby was born and I announced it to her. But I wanted to know, I know that's a cool surprise and I wish I had the willpower to hold out. So it took a very long time of begging and convincing you of allowing me to find out just because you thought I would spoil it somehow, even, you know, not even in like a willing way like maybe i'd say in a dream or just at a frustration one day or whatever and i'm happy i didn't even though you think that i tipped you off a little bit but still like i felt like i did a pretty good job at keeping it a secret so long story short uh eventually we went and when you were still going to the doctor in connecticut and they wrote down the gender on a piece of paper folded it up and gave it to me and we drove in separate cars because i met you after work Mm-hmm. So I remember opening up the card and uh, finding out it was a boy. And I really didn't care what gender our baby was going to be. My niece, as I mentioned before, my niece is so awesome and so much fun. And I think having a baby girl is just so much fun, especially as a dad. To have just like, you know, daddy's little girl and all that. And so I was excited 
either way, but I found out it was going to be a boy and I, you know, I started crying in my car by myself. And then it was just so hard not telling you because I was really excited and just want to like share it with you and like plan for it with you. But, um, it was definitely cool being able to announce it to you when you gave, when you delivered our baby. So, um, you know, it just makes you think about like your relationship with your father and like how, like I grew up, my parents were divorced and, uh, like, you know, it's like, I love my dad and I hope I can be half of what he was to me. So it's just like, you know, you start thinking about all that. It's just really cool. It's just really cool thinking about the possibilities and I don't know, just like having the first catch with your son and, you know, which you could do with your daughter too, but you know, it's just, it's different and you find out what the gender of your baby is and you start planning towards that gender. And uh, I remember just being like frustrated at times before I found out with you and I discussing him, like, don't you want people to be able to give you things that belong to that gender, like at your shower? But you, you, I don't know, I was really impressed how you held out. I think that was a cool surprise. Yeah, no, I thought it would be a really cool surprise. So I really just didn't want to know and as far as getting gifts I'm like well people if they want to can get the baby clothes afterwards like this way not finding out we'll get all these neutral clothes so you know in the future if we have another baby and it ends up being the opposite gender then we'll have tons of clothes that we can reuse and we don't have to rebuy things so that's one thing that's nice about you know not finding out too is that you can just get all this neutral stuff and then after the baby's here you can go and buy all the cutesy things that you know are more gender specific yeah but I know I did a good job at hiding it because now that the baby's here we're telling people like your family my family and our friends that I knew for basically the entire time (laughs) and everybody is shocked they're like how did you not tell anybody like how hard was it like you know everybody is just really I feel like surprised and even impressed with me kind of holding it back so that's been like kind of funny and interesting to see in people's faces yeah people have even asked me like how he was with keeping it or whatever and I said I'm like he did a really good job because you know he didn't really like insinuate one way or the other like he was just joking around enough that He made it hard to figure out what it was. It was like he was playing mind games with me in a way. Yeah, like I would, no matter, I would try to always switch up. When I was talking about the baby, I would always say like he, and then for a couple hours or a couple times, and then I would say she. So I would just try to like throw her off because that was what you were worried about. You're like, you're just going to say he one day, referring to the baby or she, and so I was like, all right, well, I just got to keep switching it up constantly so that when I do mess up, which I did a couple times, like, hopefully she doesn't catch on to it. Well, I think there was, like, one time that, like, made me think, like, oh, it might be boy. And honestly, my initial instincts, for whatever reason, I thought it was going to be a boy. Then I I was having, I had multiple dreams about the baby. I think I had, like, four I had like five or six dreams all together like about the baby and like four or five of those dreams were I dreamt about a girl 
So then I started getting like all confused, but then I was like, you know, I'll go back to my initial instinct, which is that it's going to be a boy. So that was my feeling from the beginning was that it would be a boy. And towards the end, that's like, I think pretty much my whole family was like, oh yeah, it's definitely a boy. Yeah, like was Everyone funny. was guessing it was a boy. Yeah. You know, there were people that guessed girl, but most people, I felt like I was getting a lot more saying boy than girl which is kind of funny, but, um, yeah, there was one time that I feel like you slipped that I, like, noticed it, and I'm like... Do you remember what it was? Yeah, I think, like, you, well, I remember you were laying on the couch, and I, like, stood up, and for some reason, I, like, wanted to shake my belly a little bit, and so, like, I, like, shook my belly, or maybe I was trying to get the baby to move around a little, so I, like, shook my belly a little bit and then you just like automatically were like don't shake him and then I was like or her (laughs) yeah so when you said don't shake him I'm like well he just like said that so quickly like without thinking that I'm like it's probably a boy so so I felt like that was one time that you might have like given it away but I was you know, I told myself, I'm like, well, maybe, you know, he was just messing with me, but I'm like, I don't know. I felt like he just said that so quickly and like so automatically that I was like, I don't think he was thinking. I think like, so. Yeah, but even if it was a girl and I didn't know, like if I didn't know what the gender was at all, I'd probably refer to it as a him. I don't know. Yeah. I have no idea. Yeah. I don't know. So there was just that one time I can remember. I, really can't think of another time where you like said something and I was like oh it must be a boy or oh it must be a girl that was the one time I can specifically remember that I was like you know you were just so quick that I was like okay he didn't even think about what he just said then you know also I'm so happy we didn't do a gender reveal party which even if we found out what the gender was going to be I think you and I discussed that we didn't want to do a gender reveal party, right? Yeah, even if we, you know, both found yeah. out, I never really cared to do that, right. to do, like, a gender reveal party I mean, thing. it would be cool to, like, you know, you throw a ball to me and I hit it and, like, blue pops out or, like, I shoot a basket, basketball into a basket. But, like, you know, don't get me wrong, to each their own, like, people who do these parties, good for them, and I know it's really cool, and it's gotta be exciting, but I think they're so lame, like, um, um, I don't know, I would not want to, like, ask my friends to go to that, like, I feel like it'd be such a drag, they'd be like, really? Yeah, I'm on the same page, I mean, I think if, we had found out and we did anything we would do something like that like literally just with our immediate family like yeah and not like like, a big to do about right they're only cool when things go wrong and then look at those idiots that burnt down basically the state of california like i don't know (laughs) yeah no i feel like if we did anything it would literally just be like a tiny little thing just with immediate like not like a legit party just like hey let's get together and let's find out what the gender is like maybe just have like a cake or something that we cut into and that's it like yeah yeah and like okay cool it's a boy yeah 
I don't know. Those are just crazy. Yeah, no, I was never really into the idea of doing that if we were to find out. So. So this episode is going to be a little bit longer than what our regular episodes are going to traditionally be. I think we're going to aim for like 45 minutes to an hour. This one just giving you a backstory between who we are and basically you know, giving you some insight on us becoming pregnant. So it was a little bit longer uh, in the future. They're going to be a little bit shorter, but we do have an Instagram page. If you want to follow that, it's just getting started. So we appreciate all the support and you can DM us and leave us questions. Or if you even want to, you know, have us talk about something on the podcast. Yeah. So, um, you can find us raining diapers and tears on Instagram. So like Andy said, you can send us a message on there with any questions you want us to address, or if you have like some sort of topic that you would like us to address on the podcast, feel free to share that. And like we said, hopefully we'll have some guests on here in the future. Um, you know, people that are parents, people that are planning to become parents or you know, people that don't we, ever want to be parents. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or we'll even have people that, you know, are just curious about what is it like to be parents and just want to chat about it and yep. really get into the nitty gritty and get like whatever answers that they want. Um, because yeah. that's one thing throughout all this that we've talked about is that it's nice to, you know, try to be brutally honest with people yeah. as much as we can. Definitely. Just because, you know, we've been learning a lot going through it. So I feel like it's best to just be as honest as you can, honest and open. Right. To help. Yeah. People. So, you know, hopefully you like this episode. It's going to, I would say, be better and better as the episodes go on. As we kind of like get our footing here. So please rate, review, and subscribe. And please tell your friends. And, um, yeah, we hope to hear from you, and we hope you enjoyed it. Yeah, we'll talk to you guys soon. Bye.